0: and good morning everybody welcome to week number five of the nfl season with that is week number five of the 12 ounce sports nfl preview show from the am drive morning show which you can watch every day at 10 a.m eastern seven o'clock pacific and all points in between aaron crouch and michael carvelis along with yours truly lou Gamlin from the captain lou extravaganza which you can see live every tuesday night from 8 until 10 p.m eastern time welcome fellas. We're past the quarter pull in the NFL season, and uh, things are starting to get kicked into high gear. Mike, really looking forward to week number five.
1: I am too. There's a few really good matchups and a few matchups. I can't, I can't figure out what to do with them, so it's an interesting week.
0: Aaron Crouch joining us, as always, with his Boston Red Sox cap after a big win for the Sox over Tampa in baseball. Aaron, we had a great uh, game to start off. On paper, anyways, on Thursday night with the Rams and the uh, Seahawks, as it turns out, the Rams were able to take advantage of uh, an injury to uh, Robert Wilson or to uh, Wilson uh, with his finger, and uh, the Rams got back on the winning track. Looked okay against Seahawks, but again, the Seahawks defense really a no-show so far this year.
2: Yeah, uh, Robert Wilson was unavailable for the game, so his brother Russell Wilson actually oh. stepped in, and <laughs> yes, uh, well and unfortunately, <laughs> just him, and unfortunately, okay. hurt his his finger in that game. So these are going to be the first games that Russell Wilson misses in his career. It, it seems like I don't know about you guys, but it seems like for me, Russell Wilson's been playing for just almost as long as Aaron Rodgers, and uh, he's like what five or six years uh, later in life than Aaron is. But uh, it's it's unfortunate to see. You never want to see the, you know, I don't want to use this word, but you never want to see the stars go down with injury. They're they're what makes the NFL great, Um, whether you agree or disagree. In my opinion, you know, seeing the talent that is just so much better than the rest of, uh, you know, the world. And um, But you're right. I think we got a good game. I know that, uh, you know, we talked about Matt Stafford on the show. Um, You know, uh, uh, Mike's coming off of the Stafford bandwagon a little bit. But uh, I know that those guys back in Detroit, Lou, are are watching very closely how the Rams perform this year.
0: Oh, they definitely are, Aaron. And Matt Stafford looked a little more mortal. He's got some finger issues of his own. But, um, you know, he's my thing with Matt is he won a big game. I'm going to call it a big game even though Seattle's struggling. But he was on primetime and won a game on primetime, which he didn't do very often in Detroit. So, You know, obviously, I'm going to watch him very intently this year. And
2: I honestly hope that he does real well for him. So, you know, we've talked about that at length. I Uh, have a question regarding that game now. Do you guys think that with Russell Wilson being injured, things could get out of hand? I know Geno Smith, let's be honest. He's no Russell Wilson. He's not even Robert Wilson. But um, you think Pete Carroll going to be on the hot seat this year?
0: Boy, Mike, I'll let you entertain that question first.
1: I think he was on the hot – while Russell Wilson was healthy, he went forward on fourth and two from, like, the 30. And, like, this game was scores to that point, I'm like, what are you trying to do? It's already a back-and-forth defensive game at that point. And then still he just – I don't know what he's doing gambling that early. Like, what's the point of that?
0: Well, I don't know either. My thing with – uh With Seattle, I think in the last couple of years, they've done it with smoke and mirrors with a marginal rushing attack. And now their defense is a shell of what it used to be. So if he has got anything to say about the player personnel, then, yeah, he's on the hot seat. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, Aaron. Great question. Fellas, let's get started with the week's games. Our lines and our over-unders and whatnot are brought to you courtesy of BetUS.com. Check them out at 12OunceSportsRadio.com backslash BetUS. Use the tr- uh, promo code 12Ounce, that's two z and you will get a 125% deposit bonus match. It's a no-brainer. That is our lock of the decade. Well, we get our first London game of the 2021 mm. season. And, you know, here's the thing. They say that it's a big deal for them to fly over there, but if I'm not mistaken, it takes just as long for – New England or the Giants or the Jets to fly to San Francisco or L.A. So I'm going to start us off. It's the Jets in Atlanta. Jets got their first win last week over Tennessee. Um, A great win for the Jets for Wilson. Gets them off the schneid. Three points is is, uh, the line right now. Atlanta the favorite, the over under 45. I don't know if the Jets are going to suffer a letdown. Atlanta, I can't figure out but I do think both defenses aren't really that great. So I'm going to go out, and, Mike, I'm going to just take the over. I'm going to go over 45.
1: I actually, in this spot, am going under 45. I was going over for a little bit, but the more I thought about it in London, it's like I don't know. I already don't know what to expect from these teams, either offensively or defensively, like which one's going to show up. I should be getting some ugly London game where the two teams don't really matter as they normally don't in these kind of matchups, and I'm just going to say both teams put on a crap show, and it ends like 21-17 to 17 Falcons.
0: Aaron, uh, the Jets again found a way to win last week in overtime. They pounded the ball in getting that overtime touchdown. Atlanta, again, I, I just – i I'm on the fence. Their defense is – saying they're rotten, I think, would be about the
2: apropos where they've underperformed. What's your gut on this one? Yeah, so I'm looking at a situation here. We're going to get no Calvin Ridley and no Russell Gage for Matt Ryan here. So Atlanta's already taken two steps back. Can they rely on Kyle Pitts, the rookie, to develop? So far, I would say that they're leaning towards no, he has not. I mean, rookie tight ends, let's be honest. When's the last time you knew of a, a you know, a star rookie tight end? But Uh, Looking at the other side, the Jets are riding high off of last Sunday. That overtime victory, maybe one of the most exciting games we had last week. I tell you what, the Titans are no shortage of of exciting games, whether it be against the Seahawks, the Jets, whatever. But it's something about London. These guys just don't want to be there. I understand that the flight difference is no different than California, but the NFL trying to push this thing down everyone's throat. I actually wonder if even the people of England are getting kind of tired of this. But uh, let's keep it on the field here. Um I can't say one way or the other which team is better. So by that logic, I'm just going to take the points. I'm going to take the Jets plus three. I like the over in this spot as well because, um, you know, you still have Cordero Patterson. You still have Kyle Pitts. You still have Mike Davis. You still have an offense that can put points on the board. And the Jets are getting better on offense. Zach Wilson seems to be, you know, starting to get his feet wet and starting to get his feet underneath him here. So I would lean the over, but I'm going to take the Jets plus the three points.
0: All right, so we're all different on the first game. That's going to be interesting. Aaron went eight and seven last week. I went seven and eight, and Mike went uh, six and nine. So Mike's looking to get on the rebound as well. Nice. We're uh, we're chasing uh, Aaron here as he's on top. He's got a four game lead over me as we go into week five. Next up, let's go back to the states. We've got Philly and Carolina at Carolina. Carolina coming off a tough loss in uh, Dallas, while Philly. Uh, looking to try to right the ship as well. Uh, Philly comes in with a three-point underdog. Fifty-three percent of the betting public is on Carolina. Christian McCaffrey. It doesn't look like he's going to play. Um, the over/under on this is 46, but um, I, I don't. I don't have a great feel on this one. So I'm just. It's almost a pick 'em game as far as I'm concerned. I'm gonna go with Carolina and Sam Darnold on this one, laying the three.
1: Mm. I'm gonna go with um Eagles plus three. Um I like you said, McCaffrey <clears throat> report is doubtful for the game. Um Carolina traveling after a tough loss against another NFC East opponent. Um, although it will be in doubt, da- it will be at home this time, they're still traveling technically. So I view this as almost like a road game sometimes. And Eagles have been competitive in in a lot of their games besides the Cowboys game. They've been competitive. I think Eagles plus three here is my play. I wouldn't be surprised if Panthers pull it out, but I can't see Panthers winning by more than three.
0: The over-under on this one, Aaron, is 46. I didn't want to touch that one because I really don't know what to expect out of these two teams. I like Carolina's defense. Philly, um, you know, Jalen Hurts. I think sometimes he gets a bad rap, but I like their weapons on offense, but I'm still going to take Carolina because they've covered this out
2: of the last six. I'm going to ride that wave. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think I can get with you on this one. I, um, I think the Eagles, the Eagles one in three record is not what it, you would believe this team to be. And I don't, I don't think the Carolina Panthers three and one record is the same way. Uh, you look at a situation here, the Panthers are going to be without their best defender in Shaq Thompson. They're going to be without their left tackle in Cam Irving, and they're going to be without their best running back in Christian McCaffrey. Now, I know they've already survived one week without well, – one and a half weeks without Christian McCaffrey. But, um, you know, I don't see a, a recipe here for success for Carolina because as much as I love Sam Darnold, I don't think he's ready to just become this all-world great player. Uh, quarterback to be able to lead victories and i know that that sounds crazy because they have three of them this year but um yeah i like philly plus three I'm, I'm going with mike as well in this one i think the eagles get back off the schneid with uh in terms of getting back in their winning ways they're starting to forget what that looks like and i think jalen hurts honestly i would take jalen hurts over sam darnold so i'm taking the better offensive line the better quarterback and i'm gonna take it i'm gonna take the better defense right now which is unfortunately eagles they're both not very good but unfortunately it's the wow. eagles with Shaq Thompson not even being able to play in this one because Shaq Thompson's a beast. You ever watch oh, that play at number seven? But uh, if he's not in there, they they take a giant step backwards. So, uh, you know what, give me the points. I'll take the points. 100% agree with you on Shaq Thompson. That is going to be a big hole for, Philadelphia, or for Carolina
0: to try to overcome. But I still like Carolina at home. I'm not ready to trust Philadelphia on the road yet. So we're going to go up to the Queen City, it's Cincinnati, taking on the Green Bay Packers. Pack is a three-point favorite in this one. Um, The over-under on this right now is at 50 and a half. Green Bay is 7-3 and in their last 10 against the spread. 68% of the betting public is going with the Packers on this one. I got to tell you, I was kind of torn on this one. I I like how Joe Burrow's playing. I like how he's starting to get a little bit of a rapport with Jamar Chase. Um, But Green Bay's on a roll. And they went out to San Francisco, and they won. Uh, They won big at home against Pittsburgh last week. And watching uh, Aaron Rodgers flirt with Mike Tomlin was a joy. But until they get beat, as much as it pains me to say this, I'm going to take Green Bay on the road. And I'm going to – well, actually, you know what I'm going to do on this one? I changed my mind on this one. I'm going to go with the over 50-and-a-half. There we go. How's that for a waffle? Go ahead, Mike. <laughs>
1: so 15 and a half would be my B part of this plan because I love Aaron Rodgers so much because I still am not buying the Bengals hype train. Although I do think their offense is, is very well called from what I saw at least against the Jaguars. I, I think Packers are, you know what, dang it! I'm going over 15 and a half. I'm going to tell you why. Joe Burrow keeps on taking shots over the field. And it's one team that allows shots more than anybody. That's the Packers' defensive backs. a will go over 15 and a half. Screw it.
0: Aaron, I don't know if you're buying in the Joe Burrow hype train. I like how he's playing. I heard him yesterday being compared to Joe Montana, um, uh, the <laughs> 2020s version of Joe Montana, a little more athletic. I don't know if I'm ready to uh, crown him that yet, but since uh, uh, Cincinnati watch. What do you think on this one?
2: Well, boys, it looks like you uh... – You may get a chance to catch one on me here because I'm actually on the under 50 and a half. uh, Joe Mixon is trending towards not playing this game. It seems like all signs point to him being out. So Packers defense can pretty much, you know, stand their ground on, on playing the pass in this spot. I know that's, you know, easier said than done because you do have, you know, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase, but um, it doesn't matter how many weapons you have in a one dimension. If you are one dimensional, then, the defense can plan to stop you. On the other side, I think uh, the rush defense for Cincinnati, um, the pass defense is really good. The rush defense is not quite as good. So that being said, I think we're going to get a steady dose of Aaron Jones on the Green Bay Packers side. And I think we're going to get a steady dose of incomplete passes on the Joe Burrow and Cincinnati side, bringing together, in my opinion, the mixture of an under play here. So under 50 and a half is my play in this spot. Um, I don't think Samaje is is anywhere near Joe Mixon, in my opinion. But I could be wrong.
1: He does research, but I, I, I disagree with the, with the small J.P. ride take.
0: The, the Oklahoma flash. Who knows? Maybe he'll uh, do a little boomer sooner for Cincinnati coming up tomorrow. Let's go down to Houston. Houston Oilers entertaining the New England Patriots. The H- New England with that moral victory in that loss last week to Tampa Bay, uh, missing that 56-yard field goal. Entertaining game in the rain nonetheless, but now they get Houston. Eight points is uh New England, a favorite on the road. 74 the betting public, Mike, is going with New England on this one. I know it's Davis Mills, and I know that uh, Houston is winless, but they're better than that record. Mike, I'm taking the points. I'm going with Houston. I'm taking eight points.
1: Well, I'm the Houston Oilers um... – with de- rolling out Davis Mills here. I feel like when the Oilers roll him out, um, they don't really score a lot of points. What? The
2: Oilers? They're, I didn't know they were you, still You playing. kept saying. You, were- you, said he, you said the Oilers. lose. the Oilers, I did? Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Boy, oh boy. What the heck's in my so coffee this morning.
1: The Houston Texans with Davis Mills I don't Robert like. Robert Wilson's
0: their quarterback. Yes. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> that's fair. Um, as much as I don't like Davis Mills, as much as I don't like the Patriots' conservative offense – I still think we get an over 39 here. I think 39 is low because I feel like Mac Jones is getting more comfortable. And I feel like, I mean, eventually Davis Mills has to air it out sometimes, right? Like, we're not just going to get a bunch. Even if we get a bunch of pick sixes, it still goes over 39. So I'll take over 39 in the spot.
0: Aaron, this is the first game or first week that we've had over-unders that are under 40. It was tempting to go over 39, but I just don't. I, I think Houston will get a backdoor cover. The Texans will get the backdoor cover. What is your gut on this on this contest in
2: Houston? So there's a lot of injuries for the Patriots right now, which uh, unfortunately makes me really worried um, about them covering this one. I understand like if you have Trent Brown's going to be out, Shaq Mason's going to be out. Uh, you've got uh, you've got Kyle Duggar um, and even your kicker, Nick Folk, is questionable here. Huh there's just so many things going wrong for the patriots right now after that game in the rain so many injuries we saw watching that game against tampa um that being said i still think mac jones is head shoulders knees and toes better than the texans and i think uh, a combination of a steady diet of damian harris a steady diet of brandon bolden and jacoby myers just secretly like a low-key you know underrated receiver I know he was good last year as well with with Cam Newton when he could get him the ball. But, dang, Jacoby Myers is one of the better route runners I've seen in the league in a while. So I still think the, the Patriots defense is a strong play here if you have been fantasy, uh, despite uh, a couple of the injuries like Duggar and Jalen Mills and Kyle Van Noy. So uh, now that this line's actually come down from nine and a half to eight, I'm going to go the other way and take the Patriots. I'm going to take them to cover this game by double digits.
0: Aaron and I are both four for four with going against each other this is gonna be an interesting week i can see it already that's what i like let's go eastbound to the state of florida i don't know if uh is urban meyer back from his trip uh, to columbus ohio yet um jacksonville in tennessee tennessee 85 percent of the betting public is with the titans they had uh, again they laid an egg against the jets last week give credit to the jets um uh, coach vrabel Looking to uh, get his uh, Titans to bounce back. Ryan Tannehill, Aaron Henry, or, uh, Derek Henry um, with uh, leading the way for Tennessee. Jacksonville's a mess, fellas. That locker room, I think, is an abject disaster. How Jacksonville is only a four-and-a-half-point underdog, I have no idea. I'm rolling with the Titans to get back on the winning track. I think they're going to win. They could win by double digits in this one. Um, so I'm going with Tennessee. Uh, Laying the four and a half.
1: As Aaron usually tells me, and I agree, four and a half line, four and a half point line are so ugly. It's hard to look at. He's like, "What? Are, what are we doing here?" Then you can tell me eighty five percent is with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I understand that Urban Meyer did his thing in Columbus with that girl who obviously was chasing wonderful clout, and she got hers. Um, could never find a name? user. Could never find a username. But huh? Do you know her name? some people found her Snapchat, but I didn't I wasn't gonna go that far. But um hey, um my point with this is, and then of course the locker room thread where two guys two irrelevant guys probably talked to some reporter, get with, with the sources, whatever. I'm going over 48 and a half. I think both defenses are suspect. I don't care who covers this game. I, I don't care who wins this game. As a Colts fan, I don't care. If the Jaguars win, that'd be fantastic. Screw it. I'm going over 48 and a half, and I hope the Jaguars win.
0: Aaron, I don't know if you buy into the hype of uh, locker room turmoil or whatever, uh, but Urban Meyer is finding out that it's a little more difficult uh, after you lose a game or two, especially when you're not used to losing. And I, I, he he has he's lost the respect of the locker room. I don't know if they're going to play hard enough for him, but I still think Tennessee needs this win badly, and I think they're going to come out with a purpose. What's your gut?
2: You know, the fact that grown professional men who earn a paycheck for this game are going to tank games is just the epitome of the society we live in today. Uh, you know, a situation that the Jaguars have lost 19 straight games and those problems existed before Urban Meyer came to town. So I just don't understand this whole notion of like you, you think you're going to get a coach fired when you might not not even be on this roster next year. Um if Jacksonville's looking for an out, I mean, if, if they can actually successfully do this, I mean, Urban Meyer might be looking for an out too. I mean, he doesn't really want to just leave and go to USC if that offer's on the table. I mean, you remember what happened with Nick Saban. I mean, he's forever hated in Miami for this reason. Uh, but getting back to the game here, uh, you have a you have a matchup of two defenses. One is just slightly atrociously more bad than the other. I don't know if that's even a sentence that makes sense. You have two defenses allowing 27.8 and 28.8 points per game uh, in Tennessee and Jacksonville. Uh, You have a quarterback on one side that um, just he's looked decent in times, but still is not a good quarterback right now in Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'm hoping from fantasy purposes, he checks down to James Robinson a lot. But DJ Chark is out now, one of his safety vows. So, I mean, what is what is what is that about the Jaguars would make anyone want to be on their side? So call call me a square play here, call it a call it a dumb play. the lines movement. The lines moved away from me all week here and I've already grabbed them at four. Um, but I'm taking Tennessee minus four and a half. I mean Derrick Henry, Derek Henry has 510 yards rushing. He has 161 more yards than the entire Jacksonville rushing offense mm-hmm. as a collective team. That's amazing.
1: What tanking are you habit. talking about? I hate to ask that, but, like, I didn't see any taking reports. Taking? Tanking. tanking. You said, like, that the teams were tanking. i like, I didn't read that. Like, well, where would you get that from?
2: I've heard
0: that, too. And before we get to the next game, it's funny, you know, with Urban Meyer, I was listening to Michael Lombardi yesterday, and he's been a GM. He's worked in front offices for years. He said in the 30 years that he's worked in the NFL – Never has he heard of a coach not going back to with his team on the plane. And I just uh, – that, to me, there, there, there's, there's infighting and whatnot. I just – I don't know. But, but Urban Meyer, to me, is getting more uh, hype than uh, he deserves. So, anyways, let's go up to Minnesota. Let's keep the ball rolling. This is an NFC North battle. My Detroit Lions are 10-point underdogs um going up to Minnesota and uh I I was not impressed with Detroit obviously I haven't been Dan Campbell to me some of his decisions going for it on fourth down twice last week against <laughs> Chicago you know you talk about uh, Joe Montana they made Justin Fields look like Joe Montana last week and I wow. you know, and it, it was it was disgusting you know I'm I'm gonna watch lines every Sunday but um that being said I'm not touching this line because I think Detroit could get a backdoor cover. Um, Minnesota needs this one desperately, but I think they're going to win. But I am going to take the over on this one because I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a field day and Detroit's going to play catch up. I think it's going to be like a 31-21 game. So give me the over 45 and a half.
1: 49 and a half or 45 and a half? 49 and a half. All right. Um, I, Lou, as much as I am um, – I, I know that you think that Justin Fields had a, had a Joe Montana-type day. I disagree. He had a few good throws, but he finished like 209 yards, like 13 completions.
0: No, I didn't say that. He was hyped that way, the way he's starting. and uh, He's going to be starting against the Raiders. Everybody looks at that, you know, and he's got the Gus Johnson hype train behind him. No, I didn't say that. He's not that good. Not yet. But go ahead.
1: Gus Johnson's a beast. I, a comment. I love Gus Johnson. But, um, So I've got – I think you're over could hit here, but my play is your Detroit Lions. I took them last week against the Bears. I don't know what the crap happened with, with with the Bears. That's why they're going by the locker room thing now. But Bears killed them. I got Lions to cover in this game, though. I'll take Lions plus 10 against the Vikings.
0: Aaron, I know sooner or later the Lions have to win. Well, maybe. They've been on 16 before. But, uh, you know, they're struggling right now. Uh, Goff did not look good last week. I don't know. Mike must see something
2: that I don't. What do you see in this game? You know, really, I don't want to see anything in this game, to be with you. I mean, this game is bad. I mean, I look, tried to look at it from every angle. I mean, the Lions haven't scored any points in the first half in the last two games. They've scored 14 points uh, in this game. And I think against the Ravens, what, they put up 17. So they're just not putting up points right now. I mean, everything is such an outlier to that San Francisco game. Uh when against Green Bay they put up uh what 16 or 17 points as well. There's just that San Francisco game looks like an outlier more and more every day. The Lions are just not a good team. Jared Goff's a bad quarterback. You know, now you have TJ Hawkinson and Penny Sewell are questionable. So even if they go, are they you know, are they gonna be any good? I just but then you look at the flip side. Can I lay 10 points That's with the lot. Minnesota Vikings? Can I lay 10 points with the Minnesota Vikings even at home after what they did? with Cleveland, but then Cleveland's defense is head and shoulders above lions. Um, Then I look at the total, like I could totally see these two defenses just giving up gobs of points. Mm -hmm. And then I could see Minnesota getting out to a 27 nothing lead and then putting their foot on Alexander Madison at this point. So what do I do? What do I do here? I have no idea. So I'm going to lean on Detroit scores next to nothing. We get an underplay here. I'm thinking it's like 27 to 14 Vikings. I just don't know. And even then, I don't feel confident that Vikings can cover 10. So what do we do here? The line's moved from 7.5 to 10. <laughs> I hate everything about this game. I don't officially really want to play, but we, we're going to pick every game. So uh, I'm taking the under, 49 and a half. Aaron, I went by your logic, double-digit, uh, you
0: know, giving out double-digit points. Any game that's double digits in the pros is tough to bet on, man. I, I tend to stay away from them, but unless I can get a teaser and make it like 8, Plus 18. We'll wait and see. I may take Detroit, the backdoor cover, plus 18 on a teaser tomorrow. But let's go to Pittsburgh. Talk about a team that uh, I don't know if they're, I don't know what to make of Pittsburgh. They didn't look, uh, granted, it was on the road, it was against Green Bay. Uh, Big Ben, uh, he's struggling right now. Um, that whole team is struggling right now. He's getting no blocking on his offensive line, which is pretty evident. Denver comes into town. They're a one-point favorite. The over-under on this is down to 39. Um, I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. It's going to be probably a game-time decision on this one. Um, I took it on my Captain Lou six-pack challenge. I took Denver, so I'm going to ride with that. I'm going to say Denver wins this one. You know, it's obviously a pick'em game. 60% of the betting public is with me on this one, so give me Denver laying the point.
1: Uh I have Denver minus one after, especially after reading the news that Teddy Bridgewater is hoping to play. I don't care if he's helping, he's playing. I know he is. I know it in my heart of hearts. I got I got the um, Broncos and Teddy covers to win by more than one. Steelers offense is lethargic, with the exception of the first drive against the Packers. And the Steelers defense is banged up. Over 39 might be a play here, too, but I don't trust the Steelers' offense. So I'm going with the Broncos and their defense to win by by one point or more.
0: Aaron, I kind of wavered a little bit on this, though, yesterday when I was thinking about it because Pittsburgh is playing at home, and, you know, they're wounded. And Mike Tomlin, to me, is a very, very good motivator. He might be able to reach down and get them that home win. Um, But I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. Tell me you're going to be on the opposite end with me on this one. What is your feeling on this game at uh, at
2: uh, in Pittsburgh? So I uh, another one of these low totals, I looked at it in a situation here, especially getting Teddy Bridgewater back, which it all signs point to the green light that he's going to be there. Um, you know, the, the injuries on the defensive side for Pittsburgh and uh, the Broncos lead me to believe that they there's a chink in the armor for these guys, you know, both strong defenses, T.J. Watt, this groin issue is going to gonna haunt him all year long, especially after he just got paid how much money. <laughs> so how, right. how, how convenient was that? But, um, yeah, so, I mean, long story short here, this low total, I, this is the one I actually like the over. Okay. I think uh, we get Teddy covers back in. I think Najee Harris is going to be able to run the football here. He's every week. Najee just seems to be getting better and better and better. And, um, again, 39 and a half. I think both these teams can get into the 20s. So we're going to take the over here in this one, Denver versus Pittsburgh. Um, as far as the spread goes, I don't really want a part of it. But, yeah, I mean, right now, do you have to say that Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger? I don't think there's really an argument there, correct? No, you get none out of
0: me. I agree with you 100% on that one. I think he's played rather decently for Denver. Again, you know, we went back to this last week. They didn't really beat anybody that – well, they didn't beat anybody that won a game Then they got beat by the Ravens, but Teddy Bridgewater got knocked out with being concussed. So let's go back to the state of Florida, fellas. Uh, Tampa Bay and Miami in Tampa. Tampa coming off an emotional win, taking on a Miami team. Uh, Again, 10 points is a lot to lay for Tampa. The over-under on this is 48. The betting public, 70% are with Tampa on this one. Miami's offense is struggling right now. They do have some weapons. Um, Brissette, I don't know what to make out of him yet. Uh, is there going to be a hangover on this one? As a as a betting person, I'm not touching this one. I'm not putting even one shackle on this game tomorrow. But for the purposes of our show, I'm going to say Tampa serves uh, maybe a little bit of a letdown. I'm going to take the 10 points. I think Miami's going to get a backdoor cover.
1: I would like you to defer to Aaron if I could on this one and see what he's thinking because I know he, he likes the Buccaneers. I just want to see what Aaron's thinking. Just go ahead, Aaron. You go first.
2: You want to see what I'm thinking, even though you know I like the Buccaneers? <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. He just wants me to say this because it, it helps him prove his Colts theory from last week. Uh-oh. Uh, the Dolphins are trash. Absolute wow. trash i was just i'm just not impressed with them and not only that now you have um you have uh jo- parker who's may miss the game and if he doesn't miss the game is in serious injury problems you have will fuller who's not going to play today both cornerbacks uh byron jones and Xavier howard are doubtful to play like there is just nothing about the miles My- gaskin in the rush offense is tr- atrocious and jacoby Brissett, while he can do some things um it just has they haven't gotten this offense on track I know that they they were close with the Raiders let's let's not you know get anything read anything into that the Buccaneers are looking to get that statement win they are the best team in Florida they are the best team in the NFC South they are the best team maybe in the NFC week in week out depending on you know how they play I know there's no Rob Gronkowski in this game and I think that does matter for uh Tom Brady I know that uh you know there's so many weapons on that field but the check down option to Rob Gronkowski does matter however they're going to win this game by three touchdowns. So I'm taking the Bucks minus ten. Wow, that's
0: huge, Aaron. I, I know your philosophy on double-digit spreads. I like it. It's true. I I, I enjoy. It. I I like that. All right, Mike. You wanted the stage, big fella. Here you go.
1: I actually agree. That was what I had written down. So I'm actually excited that Aaron's actually on me with this one, or telling me or whatever. I'm, maybe I'm telling him at this point because I, I did defer. Yeah, I definitely don't I, want to be
2: on you. Let's put that. Let's get whoa.
1: that. Right. Oh,
0: we're <laughs> all right. We're we're getting a little distracted here. We might want to move on. We'll just say, Mike, you're taking Tampa laying the points.
1: That's it. I, that's all i can gonna say. Come on now.
0: All right, hurry up then. We got seven games left, man.
1: Buccaneers minus ten because I don't trust the Dolphins' offense to even put up. I don't even know if they're gonna put up ten points or even seven. I got I got Buccaneers in a blowout.
0: Well, I, just, I think you're giving Tampa's defense a little too much credit, but that's just me. Um, we are here live on the 12-ounce sports NFL preview show week number five with uh, Aaron Crouch, Michael Carvales from the AM Drive, which you can watch every day, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, all points in between. And yours truly, Captain Lou, from the Captain Lou Extravaganza, which you can see Tuesday nights from 8 until 10 p.m. Eastern time live. here on the 12-Ounce Sports Network and Zingo TV, channel 761. We're knee-deep into week number five. As uh, we roll on, we're going to go to the nation's capital. And Washington is hosting New Orleans. And coming into this game, I believe New Orleans is a -a two-and-a-half-point favorite. 88% of the betting public is on New Orleans in this game. Go ahead, Mike.
1: I was going to say, don't forget about our bet U.S. friends, buddy.
0: Oh, I won't. I'll get to that. Um, gotcha. New Orleans is a two-and-a-half point favorite on this one. The line that I had on this one was uh, 43 and a half, the over-under. New Orleans is five out of their last six against the spread. My thing with this is – I still don't know how much Sean Payton really trusts uh, Jameis Winston. And uh, and they start to incorporate uh, Taysom Hill a little bit more in the offense in this one. But I, I don't know how much I trust Washington. I don't think their defense still has played due to the hype that they came into at the beginning of the year. Um, this is almost a pick 'em game, you know, two and a half points. You know what? I'm going to take New Orleans on this one. I'm going to take them on the road and uh, try to, uh, you know, write their ship a little bit. Mike, what do you think on this one?
1: Even if they do write this ship, which they could, um, I think James Winston will have another decent game. I think Taysom Hill was, oh, like you said, opened up last week a little bit more. I've got um, Taylor Haneke to play well as well. I think Taylor Haneke is not a slouch. He can make plays with his legs. And I believe that both teams can go over forty-three and a half. I like this. I like this game. I I can see like maybe twenty-six to twenty-one, but we'll get the over.
0: Aaron, again, Washington and mm-hmm. New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans is kind of an enigma for me. Up and down, my feelings for him. Uh,
2: what's your feeling for this game? Yeah, you know what? Actually, uh, I'm looking at this situation and we have um, we have Washington who obviously is not living up to expectations. Both these teams have started the season with alternating wins and losses. So if those patterns hold, the Saints should win this game and the Washington should lose this game because the Saints lost last week. Washington won last week. Um, let's not get into that uh, fairy tale, but that would be nice to, to just be able to predict it based on that. Yeah. You know, I think Tyler Heineke is just improving week to week. He looks really good. The problem is he has to look good because his defense on the other side is atrocious. They are fourth to last in total defense, second to last in scoring defense. But after week one, New Orleans defense is trying to pace him looking just as bad. I mean, you're giving the giant, you're blowing leads against the Giants. You're blowing, you know, you're getting boat raced by Carolina. What are we doing here? I mean. How do you look that good against Aaron Rodgers and that bad against the rest? So um, I'm looking at the over in this spot as well with uh, with, with Mike, 43 and a half. Um, I just don't see a spot where either of these teams can stop either of the quarterbacks. I understand Jameis Winston isn't setting the world on fire, but uh, just, yeah, I'm looking at the over in this spot because uh, this line has moved from uh, New Orleans minus one to New Orleans minus two and a half. So just let me stay off of that and take the total over 43 and a half. All right, sounds good. We're going to go out west to some of the late afternoon games
0: now, or start out with one of them. That's the Chargers hosting Cleveland. Big win last week for the Chargers against the Raiders. Uh, they showed that they could win games that sometimes they find ways to lose. Fifty-three um, percent of the betting public is on this one. It's up to two and a half in favor of the Chargers. Cleveland, I'm not sure uh, with what's up with. Um, Baker Mayfield is non-throwing shoulders, giving him a little bit of issue on this one. Uh, the over-under on this is 47. Uh, I like how the Chargers are playing. My worry is a letdown. Cleveland has shown they've been able to win on the road. Strange as this may sound, guys, I think Cleveland's going to find a way to get Odell Beckham into the game a little bit. But I think I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here. I'm going to take the under on this one. I'm going to go under 47. Mike, go ahead.
1: So, I I think that um, it's such a convenient thing for Baker Mayfield to have a a problem. All of a sudden now now you, now we know he's trash this year. Then we're just going to say, hey Baker, how's your shoulder? Oh, he kind of hurts a little bit. You know, not you mention it. Oh, so that's why you're playing like crap. No, it's not. You're not you're not playing all well this year. So get over it. It's like Matthew Stafford talking about a finger issue. B- baloney, baloney. If you're not playing good, you just own up to it. I've got the Chargers win this game minus two and a half. I know what you're saying. Well, Chargers, you know, never do well with well, – their, their, their covering is so bad. But this is the, not the Chargers of old. Staley's got some stones, and I've got Staley's stones to win by more than two and a half.
0: Well, Aaron, uh, the Chargers actually have covered six out of the last seven. But, you know, the big, you know, but it, what I, to my point was the big games, sometimes they find those ways to lose.
1: Mm.
0: I, what, I'm worried about the charges
2: with a letdown after a big win. You know, what's your, what say you on this one, Aaron? I think it's a battle of strength versus weakness here. I mean, yes, Baker Mayfield hasn't been playing the best. And, yes, suddenly he has a partially torn labrum. But were they winning games with Baker Mayfield before? Mm-hmm. No, they were winning games with the rushing attack, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And what does the what do the Chargers do poorly? Stop the run. They are 30th in the NFL, allowing 142 yards of contest. That's that's the matchup here. Can the Chargers stop the run? I know Joey Bose is on that line. They've got, I mean, Derwin James in the backfield gonna play safety, or is he gonna come up and try to stop the run? I I'm taking Cleveland plus two and a half in this spot. Baker may I never needed Baker Mayfield for the Browns to win games. I need that rushing attack. And they both teams, like they said, they play solid defense. I like your under bet here. Um, if you look at it, actually there's seven and these two teams are seven and one to the under and could be eight. No, depending on where you got that Browns, uh, chiefs total at. So you're talking about teams that could be eight. No to the under. I think that trend does continue. So, um, I like your, your spot there, Lou with the under 47. I almost took it, but I, I think there's a chance we could see the one, two punch of cream hunt and Nick Chubb each get hundred yards rushing. Wow. Great, great call on that one.
0: I think you're spot on. I think it's, they're going to be real close to that. Okay, we're going to pick the pace up a little bit. We're going to go up to Vegas. you are taking on Chicago. And all I'm going to say is this is a statement game for Vegas. You know, if they're going to be a real deal, if they're going to be a contender, they're going to take on a Chicago team that I think is a bit overrated. Give me Vegas minus five and a half.
1: (sighs) Almost went there. I think what Bears did against the Lions is a mirage. But I also believe the Bears are more inspired on defense and offense. So I'm going to stay away from the points. I I don't know what the Raiders did in the first few weeks. It was was a mirage. So I'm going with under 45. I think both defenses show up in the spot.
0: Aaron, it's in your backyard. Vegas with a chance to get back on the winning track against the Chicago Bears team that's starting Justin Fields.
2: Yeah, so you guys talked about it earlier with Justin Fields. He hasn't looked fantastic, but he hasn't. I mean, like last week against the Detroit Lions, and maybe again, it could be the Detroit Lions, he looked serviceable. Um, The David Montgomery injury really hurts them in this spot. And I I hate the fact that that's going to be the thing that makes me question this one. I'm strictly, I'm seeing 85% action on the Raiders and nothing about it makes me say, well, God, well, you know, I I don't, I, I agree with them because, you know, they can't run the football either. I mean, the Raiders can't run the football. Josh Jacobs is just not good. Kenyon Drake, not good. Peyton Barber, Peyton Barber might be their best running back right now. And what, what does that say about the Los and- Las Vegas Raiders here? Um, all that being said, this is a strictly fade the public play. I'm taking the Bears plus five and a half. Hicks Fair. is not going to play.
0: And uh, uh, Mac may not play. So I think that could play into Derek Carr's favor, but we'll see. Let's go down to Arizona, the Valley of the Sun. Arizona coming off a huge win over the Rams. Looked very impressive. I, you know, again, I take back what I say at the beginning of the year. Kyler Murray must have heard what I said when I said he was overrated because he's playing MVP-like. They're a five-point favorite at home against San Francisco. Um, No Jimmy G, five-and-a-half the line's up, too. I apologize. No Jimmy G, so Trey Lance gets his first start. 48-and-a-half is the over-under on this one. I got to tell you, fellas, I am going to ride the Arizona bandwagon. might give me the Cardinals. I might be the kiss of death, but I'm going with them laying the five-and-a-half.
1: I agree with you. This is only because it's, Jim, it's Jimmy G. Be great. It's only because it's Trey Lance's first career start, and I think Cardinals defense is serviceable. Um. I was gonna go with the over here, but I'm going with the Cardinals minus five and a half. I think Kyler has got the keys to that offense, and he is looking incredible. I don't see why they can't win by by a touchdown.
0: Aaron, I was a little worried about a letdown factor in this one, but I the unknown of Lance getting the start knows he might throw for five.
1: Oh,
2: All right, well, just in case Lou doesn't come back on, we looks like looks like he's frozen up a little bit. That's a good look for you, Lou. But um uh talking about this Cardinals and 49ers, we got we got five and a half, a total of 48 and a half in this one. <laughs> you know, Jimmy G to uh to Trey Lance. You know, the quarterback is always the biggest difference in in moving lines and points moving. Um, you know, we've had this line move up all week. It started You're good,
1: as, Lou. Started You're good now.
2: Started this week and he still looks frozen to me. So I don't know. Maybe it's my internet. But um I, we started this week at four and a half. We're up to five and a half. Actually, we started this week at three and a half if you count Sunday. Uh the you know, unofficial opening line. Uh to me, I, I just don't see a situation where you know Jimmy Garoppolo is that much head and shoulders better than Trey Lance. I mean, Trey Lance, you you hyped him up all summer. You don't feel you don't you're not feeling them now, Mike? You hyped him up all summer. You got me on board <laughs> the train. So I'm taking the I'm taking
1: the 49ers plus five and a half here in this spot. Fair enough. I'm gonna see if Lou's gonna try to let me see if this works. It's not working. So hopefully he can log back on, but we'll we'll take it over from here until he gets unfrozen. Um, so he's not moving. Um, got you want Dallas, wanna,
2: right? We got Dallas.
1: Yeah, Giants and Cowboys is the ne- the final of the after of the late afternoon games. Um, oh, he's back. Okay, Lou, give us Giants and Cowboys intro, please.
0: Giants and Cowboys. Cowboys are 7 point favorites at home right now. 52 and a half is the over under on this one. And I apologize about that guys. I don't know what's going on. We got we've got some uh, iffy weather here in Michigan. It's been uh, we had a lot of weather delays last night for high school football, so maybe that's got something to do with it. I don't know. Cowboys 7 and 0 in their last 7 against the spread. Over under 52 and a half on this one. Um they're coming off a big win over Carolina. The Giants coming off a big win against New Orleans on the road. Great look. Uh, Daniel Jones looked decent. Um, I am going to, though, I'm riding the I'm riding the spread wave 7-0. I think Dallas is going to make it 8-0. Give me the pokes, minus 7.
1: Give me the over 52-and-a-half just in case the Giants find a way to either win or in case Giants find a way to late cover. I've got over 52 and a half because I feel like this game's going to be a, kind of a shootout. I, I know the Cowboys' defense is playing better, but listen, Dalen Jones is not throwing the ball in harm's way. Trayvon Diggs, you get zero interceptions this week, sir.
0: Aaron, uh, this one was a tricky one for me. I, I, I really didn't know how to go on this one. I leaned towards the over, but I just, I'm going with the trend. Dallas against,
2: you know, I'm riding that way last seven. So I'm going to make say eight and zero. What do you think? Yeah, so I bet this one early in the week. It started out at Cowboys minus seven and a half. Um, the situation here, I, I, it's a division game. I, I don't really love. I love. I think the Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender right now, and I agree with 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 that assessment. Obviously, because I said it, but um, they're just. I think this is one of the games they feel like they might need to take the foot off the gas a little bit, let the running game do its thing. They've got two good running backs in Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, which, yeah, why you know you're saying that well, that's a good thing for Dallas. Yes, but it also chews up clock. And Daniel Jones, man, the hype might be real from Michael Carvelis here. You know, he's been hyping Daniel Jones for what three years now. Um, he's not the, you know, Daniel Jones is the goat. He's just Daniel Jones is slightly above average. And you know what? I'm gonna take slightly above average just to keep it in play. Um, I, I got the Giants plus seven and a half. For the purposes of this telecast, I am going to take the Giants plus seven divisional matchup. And uh come on, Danny Dimes. Don't let me down right when I'm getting on the Danny Dimes Express here.
1: <laughs> if Giants win this week, I'm gonna explode and, and y'all are gonna hear it from me all week long. This just let you know. I
2: will well, let you have your forum on the AM drive because I think Dallas still wins this game, but I, I'm gonna go with like a four four-point victory or so. Thank you. Mike, if the Giants win. I will tape an interview. You can come on my
0: show Tuesday night and <laughs> pontificate all you want about Daniel Jones. It's funny as I heard it. They were comparing him to Justin Herbert real quick, and you know he's only a half inch shorter and one tenth of a second off on the forty-yard dash, and it was hilarious.
1: Hey, oh. let's go to,
0: let's go to the Sunday night game. This is a rematch of the AFC Championship game from last year, Kansas City versus buffalo the over under on this is 56 and a half the betting public 69 percent from my notes as buffalo uh it's up to three points buffalo getting the points and they're going with buffalo kansas city's defense to me you talk about atrocious they haven't played well Uh, buffalo i think is really rolling into form it all goes back to what we said at the beginning of the year at least i did How can Buffalo handle success? Are they ready to take that next step? It's prime time, first of two straight prime time games for Buffalo, eight and two in the last ten. But I got to tell you, guys, until Kansas City gets knocked off at home by Buffalo, I'm riding the Kansas City wave. I think they got a chip on their shoulder. Give me the Chiefs, minus three.
1: Well, I do agree with you with the Kansas City Chiefs thing. I also am terrified because – I've been hearing all week from national media that the Buffalo Bills defense, but they have played well. And I realize they've played Big Ben, Davis Mills most of that game. Um they played they play they played four bad teams. Well I'll say I, I don't know why I lost the names. I was just looking my chops on the sports board yesterday. But um, I believe whoever has the ball last wins. Although I think Chiefs win, I think it goes over fifty-six and a half not buying defensive hype from Buffalo.
0: Aaron, this could be a fun game to watch. Is it worthy of me taking a nap so I can stay up to watch it tomorrow night before <laughs> my 4 a.m. Monday morning wake-up call? I don't know. I I want to get on the Buffalo hype train, but, you know, again, I'm always in the mindset until they win, until they prove it, I'm going to stick with the proven winners. Kansas City, I, I, I know they've struggled on defense. I get it, but I just think they're going to step up. And I think Kansas City's going to win this one. What do you think? Not
2: so fast, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're right. You know, you're looking at a, a revenge game. I don't think the Bills are going in there looking at this. I think the Bills are going in there just, you know, they they need to just win football games. And you're right. Yes, they played Davis Mills. They played um, Jacoby Brissett and, and half of Tua Tagovailoa. Yes. So the – the defensive stats could be skewed a little bit, but I don't care. It's the NFL. To have two shutouts in the last three weeks, that's impressive. Yes. Teams, don't do, teams don't just regularly do that. Uh, the last team to do that, it, two shutouts in three weeks, was the Ravens of 2000, one of the all-time great defenses. Oh, Lord. So are, is the are the Bills an all-time great defense? No, let's pump the brakes on that one a little bit. But <laughs> you're giving me three points in this spot from a team. You have two high-powered offenses scoring-wise. You have a high-caliber defense and a low-caliber defense. The question really is going to be the turnover margin. The Bills do not turn it over. The Chiefs do turn it over a lot. So let's hope for my pick's sake. I'm taking Bills plus three. I mean, Mahomes has already thrown four picks in and what four weeks? Let's give him two more. What? Wow. Okay.
0: This is good. We're all three. Uh, we're all different on this one. Aaron, I need to ask you a favor. I. Obviously got knocked off the air. What was your pick on that San Francisco-Arizona game? I missed it so I can write it down. Uh, Niners plus points. Okay, very good. Finally, fellas, we're down to our Monday night game. It's the the Battle of Baltimore, the old Baltimore Colts (laughs) and the Indianapolis Colts. Baltimore comes in a seven-point favorite. The over-under on this is 46. These numbers, by the way, are courtesy of uh, BetUS.com. Sponsor here on the show. Go to 12OunceSportsNetwork.com backslash BetUS. Use the promo code 12Ounce for your uh, first deposit. Our lock of the decade, lock of the century. 125% deposit bonus match. So if you put $100 in, you get 125 match. It's that simple. Anyways, let's uh, get back to the game here. Baltimore, seven-point favorite. Indianapolis coming into town, riding that big win. Boy, I just – this one was a tough one. This is a lot of points, fellas. Um, I, Carson Wentz, I just don't know if I trust him yet. Um, he's rounding into form. I know, Mike, it's your team. You know what? I But I don't know if I trust Baltimore. But they're 8-2 in the last 10 against the spread. This is a lot of points on Monday night. Uh, uh, all right. I'm gonna say, give me Baltimore minus seven. I didn't know how to do this one. Go ahead, Mike.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay. Last week, I I talked the praise of the Colts and how they were going to eat up Jacoby Brissett. I was a thousand percent right. They did just that. Um, Jonathan Taylor has been looking better in the last week or two, and I've also got Carson Wentz, who should be healthier in this game because two weeks ago he was limping. Last week he looked a little bit better, and this week he should be fine. And Ravens are playing cardiac arrest all every week. Colts plus seven. He didn't lose by three. Colts plus seven is my play here.
0: Well, win. You know, the only other one I was thinking about was maybe hopping on the under on this one because I, 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 I know Baltimore, you know, they can put points on the board if they have to. Um, but I, I just don't know. I, the that's why I just I went back with the favorite. I went with the trend with the spread. What's your Monday night feel on this one?
2: Yeah, I kind of looked at this one like you did and said, you know, really, where do you want to go with this one? Indianapolis coming off of their first win of the season, looking to build momentum. Carson Wentz actually hasn't looked terrible this year. He's only thrown one pick. That was pump the brakes, Mike. Let's not let's not give him all world. I think Daniel Jones is totally better than Carson Wentz. Thank you. But, um, uh, you know, the, the Colts defense is a little beat up right now. Quiddy Pay, Darius Leonard, uh, both missed practice on Thursday, very limited on Friday. So, you know, that's going to be a hit. So those are probably two of their best players on defense right now. And um, I just look at this. Is, is, is Lamar Jackson right after taking that little tumble into the end zone? Like that little flip may have cost him the season here. I understand they're still winning. You know they got lucky with Teddy Covers getting knocked out of that game. I don't know how mm-hmm. much of how much of a gap that would have been. Uh, it's just this is a tough one. So I'm going to root just because I'll probably watch this game because I'm off of work that day. Uh, I am going to root for for action. Give me points. Give me the over 46.
0: All right. Perfect. So we're all different on this one. We've got a couple minutes left of the show, everybody. Let's go to our lock of the week. I'll start us off. I'm going back to your backyard again, Aaron. I took him two weeks ago, and my lock lost by a half a point. Oh. But I just don't see Chicago coming within a touchdown in this one. Noah David Montgomery, great point you brought up. I think their defense is going to be banged up too much. I think Derek Carr is going to come back. Uh, he's got a chip after losing last week. Give me Vegas covering my lock of the week.
1: I almost went with the Giants and Cowboys over here. But give me Aaron's bucks minus ten versus the Dolphins.
0: Wow! All right, Mike says Tampa minus ten. Aaron, your lock of the week.
2: You know it's funny. I I, I have so I have about three or four picks that I really like, but one that I love and there isn't one. I, I can't find one that I love. I'll t- I'll tell you the three picks I like: the Jets plus three, the Green Bay Cincinnati under, and the Giants plus seven. So if I have to pick one of those. I'm going to put all my eggs in the basket of Robert Sala and the Jets, plus three here in London. That's my lock of the
0: week. The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's awesome. We've got a lot of different picks, fellas. Next week could be very interesting to find out where we stand. And uh, it might be my chance to get back within shouting distance and Mike to uh, maybe get a little relevant as well. So (laughs) had to get the parting shot, couldn't resist. Right. Fellas, enjoy the games this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun again. It always is. Week number five of the NFL season. You can catch Aaron Crouch and Michael Carvalis on the AM Drive Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, and all points in between. Yours truly, Captain Lou, on the Captain Lou Extravaganza, which airs every Tuesday night from 8 until 10 p.m. So we want to thank everybody for joining us here on the show. Enjoy the football games. Don't forget that Bright and early one tomorrow morning in London, nine thirty no, Eastern Time. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I'm sorry I I, for Aaron. No, you're fine.
2: I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was thinking about that. If you're watching the replay tomorrow on Sunday, that game has already happened. So my lock of the week might already be dead by the wow, time it's over. Right. Airs.
0: Great point. Well, the cows and quacks are coming up, so we got to step aside for them. You can watch this uh, again tomorrow morning at eleven o'clock Eastern Time Sunday. You're on Twelve Ounce Sports for Aaron Crouch. Michael Carvales, Captain Lou, saying keep your heads up, keep your sticks down, keep your feet moving, and as always, keep your minds open. Goodbye, everybody. Enjoy your shows.